and thankful to have you watch and tune in again. Or if you're listening by podcast to be listening again, I'm with Luke Spencer, our Lakeland campus pastor. And we're here to talk to you about all things energy and life and vitality, running our race, finishing our course with the health um, God has for us. And, you know, that's one of the things that I, I want to emphasize too in this is, you know, if, if you have a family, but you don't have health, it's hard to enjoy them. You have money, you don't have health, it's hard to spend it. (laughs) You have ministry, you don't have health, it's hard to preach there. Like We have got to be healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, This is not about cosmetics or what we weigh. This is about being healthy and strong to run our race, finish our course. And one of the things that we ended our last session with is things that we can start doing that begin taking us in that direction. We need a stop list, but even more than our stop list uh, is we need a start list. I know one of the things that both of us have done is um, really focusing on workout programs. Mm. Uh, We were in the same workout program for a while. Um, You actually introduced me to what I'm currently doing, Orange Theory. Mm. Like that was a a jump in place Mm. for you. Um, and I've really enjoyed that. I'm definitely doing more cardio than I've ever done before. (laughs) Yes. But that's how, you know, my journey started with, I mentioned it two podcasts ago of this workout guy, like shaking me, like you've been helping me spiritually. I will help you physically. And that immediately kind of put me as like a team program. He let me do it for free, which was awesome. Um, it was like a team program where you work out together and man, I dreaded it, uh, at <laughs> the start and I, you'd wake up and like, Oh, I do not want to get out there on this field. But then I be, I found, I loved it. Yeah. And I, I really began to tap into that, the community that was formed through it, the relationships that were formed through it. Mm-hmm. I really found that that helped me a lot and the accountability too, yeah. uh, that I think I found there. And I've gone through various things since then. I've done some in the gym. I've done some different programs. But I have found, like for me, working out with a community mm-hmm. helps me. Yeah. And I, I get more done and I go more often when I have people who are looking forward to seeing me. And that was a big start in my life. And then I do better with like an Orange Theory type thing or like that program where I've got someone telling me I can go faster uh, and someone who's kind of pushing me to kind of get more out of myself than I currently am. Mm -hmm. And um, I have found like with my job, I think a lot. Mm -hmm. And so if I go into the gym and I have to think what I'm going to do today, I don't do as well with like some of these other programs. It's like, here's what you're doing today. Mm -hmm. I've almost found that to be like a stress relief for me because I'm not having to think about it. I just do it. And just it's it's great in that uh, respect. And so that worked very, very well for me. Um, but what have you found in that regard of like moving more and getting in, in better cardiovascular shape and getting in better health? What have you found works for you? I've tried a lot of different things. Like you were saying, you know, we've done a lot of the same things, too. But um, in the beginning of this journey, it was for me. And initially it was just about weight loss and and mastering the food yep. side of it. And it was like, I got about three months into that and I'd lost probably 50 pounds wow. fast. And, um, and that was encouraging. Yeah. Um, and then about three months in, I just, I felt like the Lord was telling me, it's like, okay, now I'm going to reward you. Like now it's time to start working out. Cause I'm asking the Lord, like, okay, when do you want me to start? Cause we immediately sometimes think, oh, it's just working out. 
is going to fix all my problems. And for me, it wasn't because I've worked out before and, and out eaten every workout I think I've ever done. Yeah. You know, cause you can now, yeah. you, you can no, work well, out. And like, to your point, you're very, you did football, you do yeah. sports and things like that. You're athletic enough mm-hmm. that carry enough muscle mass that you can actually move and do the workout. But then, like you said, eat the calories that you're, you're <laughs> right back on. <laughs> and I was good at that. But, um, but then I, I went to Orange Theory yeah. uh, um, and, and signed up. I knew somebody that worked there and they were like, man, just come try it out. Um, and the first- Sponsor us. <laughs> Sponsor <laughs> us. Orange Theory. I can see it. <laughs> I'm joking. We get no paid fee. Uh, trust me. I pay every bit you will pay. Um, yeah, no doubt. So I did that for, I don't know, about three months and yeah. started feeling better, started getting my legs under me again. And, and it was fun. Um, and the community aspect of it was awesome. Um, but I don't know. I just sensed a shift. It was like, uh, I'm going to try something different. Yeah. I get bored with workouts real quick. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Um, but that workout is definitely one where they come in and they tell you exactly what to do. It's yeah. a no thinking you just can kind of almost check out while you're working out and yeah. in a workout like that. I enjoy that as well. But then um, stopped doing that for a little while and then did another workout. And this workout was more of like where it wasn't a trainer pushing you. The mm-hmm. trainer was actually working out with you. Mm. And so I thought, well, I'll try this for a little while. I didn't really like it because I found that I, I need somebody yelling at me. <laughs> I get it. You know, yeah. I need somebody yelling at me while no, I'm I like sweaty. It. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but I'm with you. Yeah, it helps. Um, it's like boot camp method, yeah. you know, <laughs> driving me. And so uh, I just started a new workout, and it's very much like the original one we used to do. Um, and you come in, and there's like three or four whiteboards, and they all have your workout written down on them. You walk in, you warm up, you know what you're doing, and it's just it's fun. Yeah. But the Lord, I felt like, was showing me like, Food first, workout second. Yeah. That's just for me. Well, and from everybody that I've talked to, whether it is, because I've worked out with bodybuilders and I've worked out with, you know, fitness gurus and things like that. And they all say the same thing, that it's 70% food, 30% exercise. Mm. That eat, whether you're trying to build muscle and you can go in and you can lift as much as you want, but if you're not taking as, enough protein mm-hmm. and that types, it's 70% food, 30% muscle, or you can, you can work out all you want, run all you want. But if you don't get that 70% food, right, you can actually gain weight even yeah. while you're doing some of these other things. And so, mm-hmm. um, that does make, make sense. Um, so I would suggest, um, you know, before we go to the food part with the 30% that is exercise, one of the big things that I would say, invest in yourself. Yes. The older I get, the more I realize I wish I would have invested in my health when I was younger in a good workout program that I enjoyed. And now based off of looking at my blood, my stool, my saliva, things like that, what things does my body need? Um, does my body need more magnesium? Does my body need more vitamin D? Does my body need, and then eating for those things. I wish I would have done that a long time ago uh, because prevention is always better than cure and prevention is cheaper than cure. Yeah. Um, and uh, costs you less in every way. And so I, I would strongly encourage you invest in your health, good workout program, get your blood drawn, get good supplements in your body, get a good diet, um, you know, and that kind of thing that ministers to you, invest in it. 
And then if, if you find a workout that you don't like, stop doing it. Yeah. And find one that you do like. Maybe it is tennis or, you know, I've got some friends, they do pickleball and yeah. get a ton of exercise. And they keep trying to get me out there. I'm like, I'm good. Me too. Uh, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> y'all do y'all say. Uh, maybe one day. That pickleball or bike riding or going for a walk. And like there's somebody says, well, I just don't know what to do. You can walk. Like literally the health benefits are wa- of walking. Like just Google it. Yeah. Like it's really great. Like, I saw something the other day uh, that if you get – in, in between five and 10,000 steps a day, it lessens your chance of dementia by 50%. Oh my God. 50% getting five to wow. 10,000. My grandmother, she's 90 years old. She'd get on the, she had a treadmill in her house. She'd get on it every day. Mm. As soon as she, she stopped when her brothers passed, when her brother and, and sister passed away, mm. as soon as she stopped, I began to see her memory not be near as good. Uh, there's power in movement and that, that movement doesn't have to be hard, but find movement that you like. It could be through a workout program. It could be through tennis. It could be through pickleball, could be through basketball, but get active at least four to five times a day, focus on activity. And if you're struggling with that, find accountability, find somebody to go on a walk with, find someone to play pickleball with, get in a program where there's a coach, invest in your health. And somebody says, well, I can't afford it. Stop spending so much on food, start spending so much on and and take that money and spend it on a gym membership or on that program or on a pickleball racket or whatever (laughs) it may be. But like begin to invest in yourself. If you don't like something, stop doing it and get in something that you do like, but begin to move your body more and more. On the food front, what were some of the things that you started to do? One of the things we mentioned was like, you're not hungry, you're thirsty, start mm. drinking more water. Yeah. I heard somebody, uh, like I went to this seminar years ago, it's like this number one health guru. They said this, if you talk to anybody about health and they don't lead with water and breath and sleep, run away from them. Uh, They said those three things, the most critical things to your health, get good sleep, Mm. drink enough water and take deep breaths Mm. that most people are shallow breathers. uh, And it's when you, you take the time, which is why exercise, this is helpful tilt. This is why exercise matters so much is because when you get your heart rate up, you know what you're doing? You're breathing deeper. Mm -hmm. (sighs) You have to do that a lot. You're bringing breathing faster. Most people are shallow breathers. And when you breathe shallow, shallow, it doesn't move the lymph in your body. Mm. Uh, we have lymph. Lymph is basically the trash collector of the body. It goes through and collects all the dead cells and begin to move it and flush it out of the body. Those types of things. It's moved. Mm. Lymph is moved. It doesn't have a heart that pumps it. Uh, pump, like our heart mm. pumps blood. Lymph moves in our body through movement and through breath and exercise. You're breathing deeper and you're moving more. Um, And so out of that, it begins to pick up those Mm. dead cells, which is why when you work out, you feel so crummy um, and things like that. So anyway, but he said, if you don't focus on breath, water and sleep, he's like, run away from them because it's about cosmetics. Mm. True health begins with getting enough water, getting enough sleep and taking deep breaths. Wow. Um, and so, you know, those are good starts, like have 10 minutes a day where you just sit in a chair and breathe deeply, you know, decompress, clear your thought. That's where I like to do a lot of my meditation of scripture is just sit in a chair, focus on my breathing and pick a scripture and just meditate on it. Yeah. Stills my mind, calms me down. Mm -hmm. I feel my body relax, but it's healthy to breathe deeply. Um, and so with starting water, uh, two, drinking more water, I feel better. 
And then that, that last part is a part I'm really focused on my life now is start to sleep better. And what does it take for me to sleep better? And a big Mm. key for that is not eating past six for me. Mm. I sleep better when I don't eat past six. Um, and those types of things. But if you can get between six and nine hours of sleep, um, a night, yeah. It's healthy. One of the things I did this year is I invested my house. I bought this ring. Mm. Uh, and I won't keep throwing out names like I'm product <laughs> placement everywhere. But I couldn't do the Apple Watch or things like that on my wrist. I get claustrophobic. Mm. But this helps track my sleep. Wow. And that's kind of my next stage for me is I track my food. I want to know what I'm putting in my body. And I realize I'm not sleeping as good as I thought I was. Mm-hmm. And, on, and, and if I have a week where I'm not, I notice it. Yeah, And so this has kind of helped me, okay, like if I begin modifying A, B, and C, does that equal an hour or more sleep? Mm-hmm. And I found some things that are helping me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but focus on, you know, those things. What are some of the starts that you've seen in your own life, too, that like you can kind of start these things or things that you started from a diet standpoint that you found helped you? I think for me, um, working out, you know, just having a routine. For me, routine is big, especially an early routine in the morning. And so the workout I do now is at 5 a.m. And so I get up at 4. Uh, I have a, a two alarms. I have a 4 and a 4.05, just in case. You know, Because sometimes I'm like, oh, I, need, I need five more minutes, uh-huh. which I have found recently is so dangerous. Yeah, I'm like, just push. Like, it's going to hurt either way, whether it's 4 or 4.05. You might as well just push through the first hurt than the second because it's waiting <laughs> on you. It's the way I look at it. And so it's like, let's just push through and get up now. Um, the other day I woke up and, and my phone fell and hit the floor and I have my yeah. bed's really high. And so I had to get out of the bed to turn the alarm off. Yeah. And, but I was glad I I've did. thought about getting my son one of those alarm clocks that like when it goes off, it's on wheels and it like goes and you have to chase it. <laughs> I've not seen that. Yes. <laughs> a buddy of mine bought one for his son. I'm like, that's what we need. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but I've found if I'm getting up at 4am, it's pushes me so much to go to bed by nine to nine 30 yeah. and get seven good for me the magical number it seems like is seven hours yes. you know um if i go over i don't feel as good but if i'm under if i'm six i still i'm tired yeah. but seven is good for me um and then but that workout like it pushes me it, it makes me aware of what i'm eating it makes me aware of what i'm putting in my body the night before because i know if i put trash in my body yeah. i'm gonna feel like trash in the morning yeah. when i go to the workout and so i'm like no nah, i'm not gonna eat that yeah. And so these are all just little things that kind of, they all connect, they all work together for the good uh, of that workout. But for me with food, I had to get to a point um, and it's, it was uncomfortable. I think that's some, some of the stuff we don't talk about too. It's like, it's going to be awkward at times and it's going to be uncomfortable to do what's right. Right. Especially when eating, when eating um, the Lord helped me in a lot of ways. These are little things he showed me to do is, is when you are no, you know you're going to go out to a restaurant with a family or your spouse or whatever it is. It's like, go ahead, pull the menu up, find something on there that you know you can eat, and and decide then that's what you're getting. That's a good start. So that's, like, yeah. when, start researching what you're going to eat, mm-hmm. and instead of having that emotional decision, pull up the restaurant you're going to and be like, what's a healthy option here? Mm-hmm. I found that also the little side note, but like when you come to a restaurant, you don't have to look at a menu because you already know what you're going to get. You're, you're more engaged with everybody. You don't have to spend that five minutes of everybody looking at a menu. I don't know. I just, there's little things that are tied to that. Um, Looking at the menu before you get there. And then also for me, our family lives in Clinton. And so we go, we do a lot of family gatherings and birthday parties and uh, football games or whatever it is. 
And so I always ask, what are we going to eat? And so I remember vividly this one moment where I was like, okay, this, is this worth it, Lord? And he said, that's worth it. But I, we, they were going to have a lasagna. And, oh, man, I haven't had a lasagna in two and a half years. And it's, I love lasagna. But it's like carbs, the pasta, it's all sugar. <laughs> it's all the thing the Lord told you. Yeah, exactly. To. <laughs> I don't need any of that. <laughs> and so, but I don't crave it. Uh-huh. But that's grace, right? And so I, um, I knew we were having lasagna. We were having, you know, French bread and, and all this kind of stuff. And so they asked me to take, to bring a salad. So I brought a Caesar salad. Um, and I took my time, I made it, you know, intricately even made a homemade sauce or the salad dressing and all that, because I knew that was all I was going to be eating. So I'm going to make it extra good. But the Lord said, well, you can bring, you could saute some shrimp. You got shrimp in the freezer. Why don't you just saute some shrimp, put them in a Ziploc bag. When you get there, you can just put them on your salad. And I thought, yeah, that's a great idea. Well, I didn't really think about how that would look with me bringing my own shrimp to my family's dinner and not eating their food. And then not telling them. And so I remember sitting down at the table and having shrimp on my Caesar salad. And everybody was like, I didn't see those in there. I'm like, yeah, I know. I brought them myself. I was like almost ashamed of trying to do what was right. Yeah. It was uncomfortable. Mm. But I feel like the Lord was telling me like, no, you need to push through this because not only is it worth it, but you're ministering everybody at the table. That's good. And I was like, oh, Lord, but it's not comfortable. It's not easy. And he said, no, it's not going to be, but, but it's worth it. Yeah. It's like telling the truth when it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing. I know? like it. So, but those are just little things that those were some of the hardest things that I didn't expect yeah. to be hard. Yeah. Um, but there was still grace to do those things too. That's good. One of the things when I eat well and I'm, I'm moving on that journey to just do that more and more is to start eating more fiber full things. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when I, I notice when I eat fiber, I feel fuller. Um, and mm. you know, through different things, I found, um, that like oats interact well with my body. So just, I'll get some of Bob's oats, you know, put some water in it, heat it up for oh, a minute yeah. and a half, mm. um, you know, and just take it down, uh, you know, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. But I've noticed when I do that, I'm full, yeah. like genuine, genuinely full, uh, and, awesome. and that type of thing, but like fiber full protein rich, yeah. you know, if you eat good things with fiber and protein and even some healthy fats, avocados, olive oils, things like this, mm-hmm. you feel more satiated. You mm-hmm. feel fuller in that kind of thing. And so that helped me a lot with some of my food cravings is when you're really full, uh, yeah. you know, you're not so, so like you eat like two chicken breasts, you're, you're full <laughs> and you're yeah. not, you're not craving to like, you know, munch on things. So it's sometimes it's not about like cutting out all of these things and just starving all the time. It's like really feeding your body fuel. There's a way. But I I would say that's one of the biggest transitions I'm still working on, honestly, Mm. is to see food as the way I feel like God intended it Mm. is 90% of the time fuel. We we do see in scripture, the the, the scriptural narrative, like slay the fatted calf things like that mm-hmm. of like there's, you know, and when Nehemiah, when they finish the walls, eat the fat, drink the sweet, like there can be food can be used as celebration and just mm-hmm. a moment where it's like, Hey, this is fun. I'll celebrate. But 90% of the time for me and the percentages could be different for everybody else. But for me, I found I want food to be the way God intended it mm-hmm. fuel. And that was one of the big starts for me. It's like, if God made it, I will eat it. If God didn't make it, I don't want to eat a lot of it. Yeah. Um, and if God made it and it's easy for me to eat, meaning I can just pick it off and eat it, Mm -hmm. 
you must want me to eat a good bit of it. Um, and that type yeah. of thing. If I can just grab it and just consume it, an apple, I can just take off <laughs> a tree good. and begin eating. That's a pear, I can just take off a tree and just eat. And I know yeah. sometimes, you know, you know, there are people who like, I don't want that. But I would say, when's the last person you met who's like, I got this big because I ate a pear? Like, you know, that type yeah. of thing. That's good. <laughs> it's or so blueberry. I, you yeah. know, whatever it may be. <laughs> so for me, I really focus my life on eating those things. And of course, one of the things that are like that is they're water rich. Yeah. So it's water rich foods that are very easily, you know, available to just grab and, um, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so that was a big thing for me. It's like, okay, it's not about like not eating. It's about eating the things that are good for me yeah. and eating things that God made and putting whole foods, natural foods, organic foods in my body. I noticed one thing uh, about that when I started eating whole foods, vegetables, all this kind of stuff. Once my body started, my body started not just to change like weight wise, but I don't, I don't understand totally how it was changing, but my taste buds changed. Right. Um, like I can get a raw bell pepper and eat it like an apple and it's sweet. Yeah, I'm not there. <laughs> <laughs> but because I cut it's out the all Kit sugar. Kat in my pocket. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, it's Captain Crunch. <laughs> Funny side note, I avoided the cereal aisle for the last two years. Yeah. I won't go down it yeah. because uh, I started watching this guy. Uh, he's, a, he's a teacher about food and like explaining why uh, all these additives and all these different things are bad for you, you know. And, and so I'm like, there's nothing on that aisle for me. Like, I'm not just not going down there mm. <laughs> because Captain Crunch is down there. Yeah. <laughs> and he will talk yeah. to me if I want to. the tiger. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And but lucky so, charm. <laughs> <laughs> but I just started going down that road or down that down that road, down that aisle. Uh-huh. And I went down the other day and I just kind of glanced and I saw Captain Crunch literally. And I'm like, you know, I could have a bowl. Yeah, I could. But I would need to choose it. Yes. And it not choose me. Yes. You know, if that makes sense. And yes. so, but I started tasting things differently where uh, because I feel like when I cut out like cane sugar, specifically like white sugar, it, it just does things to your body chemically mm-hmm. and you don't even know it's doing it. And so now when I eat vegetables, I literally taste the sugars in yep. it. and I'm like, wow, where was this? It's been there the whole time. You just couldn't taste it. Yeah. And so those changes have been such a nice treat yeah. um, to remind you of like, no, this is good. Like this is the way you're supposed to be eating. Now I love that. And I think this is important to say in the, the, the context of everything of like the scriptural narrative of what Paul said is all things are lawful for me, but not all things are beneficial. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I'm not going to get in this place in bondage where, like, I can never have ice cream or I can never have this. Yeah. But it goes back to exactly what you just said to me of, like, I can have it, but only when I choose it. Mm-hmm. That if it begins to try to choose me, it is competing for the lordship of That's Jesus good. in my life. And I'm, I don't bow my knee to anything but him. Yeah. Uh, to a program, to a Kit Kat, mm-hmm. to an ice cream. And there are times where I think we've all missed it in those areas or like that kind of thing when it comes to food. But it is reclaiming our dominion. Mm -hmm. The first and the forgotten commandment is have dominion Mm -hmm. over the works of my hands. And where did Adam miss it? With food. That tree and that apple had dominion over him. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you will eat me. First temptation of Jesus, food having dominion over him. It's a spiritual thing. Mm. And it's not about gaining weight because I'm eating gluten. It's about what is your Lord? Mm. Is food going to be your Lord? Mm. Or is Jesus going to be your Lord? 
Jesus passed his, think about, think about how many examples in scripture are all based off of food. Esau trading his birthright for a bowl of soup. And that being the example of all the examples that could be used. That being wow. the example used in Hebrews chapter 12. Think about the children of Israel. If we could just get, get back to the melons mm. in Egypt. Like all of those things. And then the test of food, of man, of like don't gather more than you're supposed to. Wow. And they gather as much as they can. Food is far more spiritual than we would ever, ever imagine it to be. And if we will go back to that original commandment of man of like, this tree will not have dominion over me. Mm -hmm. the, the original and forgotten commandment is for mankind to have dominion over the works of God's hand. Mm -hmm. It's like, so I can't eat you. I just choose not to. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and out of that, all things are lawful for me. I can choose to, but I just choose not to. And there are other occasions where it's like, okay, I choose to, but I'm only going to eat half of you. I'm not going to clean this whole thing out yeah. and begin to exercise mastery. Have grace for yourself if you miss it, but no, like it's a spiritual attack. It's not just a natural attack. It is a spiritual attack that we must begin to use our authority over. And, and I'm working on that in my life as well. Yeah. And I think it's forever. Yeah. And I think yeah. one of the things too, the Lord reminds me of is like, this is normal. You're supposed to have, like, this should be a temptation. It's yeah. normal for it to be a temptation, but what's also normal for believers is to have that authority yeah. over it and not letting it have, you know, dominion, like you were saying, over you. and Just keeping things in place. Yeah. Right. I like it. <laughs> well, thank everyone for joining us today. One, We're going to have one more episode of this. And one of the things I'd like to talk about in that is overcoming the shame of this mm. and overcoming shame and dealing with the mental part of what it's like to, to be unhealthy, uh, why it's sometimes easier to hide in that, to not go on this journey of like inviting help into our life or inviting accountability. And then even like you said, some of the shame of when I try to do well, that the world wants to pull me back to the old way uh, and to the old path of like that kind of thing. How do I deal with that? And what does that look like? So we'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in and we'll talk to you later.